0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I selected the topic, Building Positive Teacher-Student Connections, for tonight's show a while ago, but with what happened in Las Vegas two weeks ago, I think the importance of this show tonight means that much more. And I want to tell you one of the reasons why this is so important to my heart. Many of you may already know this but I started Right Road Kids after being threatened by a young teen during the 1992 Los Angeles riots. And while it too was a devastating event, I, I know firsthand the remarkably wonderful things that can come out of the darkness when we listen to God's callings that he puts on our hearts and when we reach out in love and kindness instead of living in fear. Now, Something that I heard several times over the last two weeks from various news reporters that has really upset me, actually, is how we all just move on too quickly after a tragedy. Well, (laughs) I know for me personally, I haven't just moved on and forgotten about it every day. Since the L.A. riots 25 years ago, I've lived my life with the purpose of helping to make things better, helping to guide kids on the right road and helping to be of support to teachers and parents and others who dedicate their lives to uplifting kids every day, every minute of every day. I haven't just moved on and how all of this ties in is that I believe that goes for teachers too. I believe that every minute of every day, their hearts, your hearts and souls are focused on helping kids on the right road. Teachers don't just move on after a challenging situation happens for a child. They live it, they breathe it, they do everything they can to help that child as if he or she were their own. So the significance of strong teacher-student connections is huge because you know what? Through everything, Along with parents, teachers have the opportunity every day to be a guiding light in kids' lives in a world that sometimes can be filled with a whole lot of darkness, as we've all been reminded of so much lately, and that real person-to-person connection. Is what can make all the difference for our children and how they live their lives. And in each one of our lives as adults, too. So I'm so excited to dive into this wonderfully important topic of connection with our kids, real connection is what can make so many of the problems in our world better. So let's go into this hour together all really ready and open to renew our commitment to connecting with our kids. And with that focus, I know that so much good will come out of the challenges. And, you know, I love getting all of your amazing emails that you guys share with me. And uh, one of the teachers who sent me an email yesterday, Linda Woollihan from Campus Community Charter in Dover, Delaware, I, I sent me a quote from Mr. Rogers. I had included included Mr. Rogers quote in my email this weekend, my right road email this weekend. And Linda sent me one that I had never heard before and I love it so much and it ties in perfectly to tonight. I thought it was a great way to kind of kick things off. He said, the connections we make in the course of a life, maybe that's what heaven is. That's from Mr. Rogers. I just, I get chills just reading that. So first of all, relating to really connecting with each other tonight, I've got my On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. I just always want to honor as many of you out loud for the world to hear as I possibly can. And as I like to do, each teacher whose name and school I share right now Who sends me a quick private message on our Right Road Kids Facebook page to let me know that they heard it will receive a school supply grab bag, okay? So as a helpful note, we'll get all the shout-out and giveaway gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers the week of October 23rd, except... For the giveaway I'll have tonight, where all teachers who have never received a Right Road gift before can receive one. Those will be going out throughout this whole month because there will be so many. Okay, so here's my teacher shout-outs for tonight. Remember, you guys are all, every single one of you, are a part of the amazing Right Road family. These are just some. Every, you know, think of all the states and the cities and all the wonderful schools that I read. We're all part of this wonderful family and we're all connected in love and uplifting kids on the right road. So tonight I've got Susan Horita from from John Adams Elementary in Alexandria, Virginia. Heather Mock from Washington Accelerated Learning Elementary in Wichita, Kansas. Anna Van Tassel from Mesa View Middle School in Calamasa, California. Sherilyn Miller from Wasatch Elementary in Clearfield, Utah. Rachel Mon from Coyer Elaine D- D- I hope I said that right. Public Schools in Coyer D- Lane, Idaho. Melissa Fernandez from Northampton Elementary in Spring, Texas. Valerie Patero from Ferndale into Intermediate School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Angela, Angela Ria from Horn Lake Elementary in Horn Lake, Mississippi, Lori Williams from Global Village Academy in Fort Collins, Colorado, Janine Hoskins from Spring Creek Elementary in Spring Creek, Nevada, Allie Charles from Hillsbury Primary School in Hillsboro, Missouri, Jenna Howland from the Children's Home of Wyoming Conference in Binghamton, New York. I found out that that used to be an orphanage, and now they also provide wonderful educational services, so how cool is that? Um, also, Jen Sanderson from oh, yeah. Summit View Elementary and Yakima, Washington, Kaylee Wolf from Goodell Middle School in Des Moines, Iowa, and Maureen Healy from Eberhardt Elementary in Chicago, Illinois, and Amber Coates from Friendship Learning Center in North Fond du Lac, Wisconsin are both having birthdays this coming week. So happy, happy birthday, Amber and Maureen, and welcome to every single one of you listening. I love and appreciate you all so much. I really consider you all to be family, and I've got tons of amazing surprises for all this evening, even more than ever, and for tonight's giveaways, I picked things that I thought would be tons of fun, because part of connecting with kids and each other is through fun. So first, as I've been promising, I want to mention that um, I've got a Jumbo Word Scavenger Hunt bonus giveaway tonight, and the gift is a $600 school supply gift package. You'll be able to enter that near the end of the show, and what you want to do is collect the code words throughout the show. So you'll have the complete code sentence by the time I announce how to enter. Okay? So grab a pencil because the first scavenger hunt word is connect. So make sure you drop, write that down, jot that down. That's the first word in the code sentence for the big giveaway at the end tonight. Okay? Now here's the first Facebook giveaway for tonight, okay? It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, I w- like I always want to do, I want to mention tonight's code word for the Facebook giveaways. And I chose the, the same code word as the first word for the code sentence, so it would be kind of easy. So tonight's code word for all of the Facebook giveaways is connect. So what's going to happen, if you're new to On the Right Road, Marcy's going to, not yet, but in just a minute, as soon as I announce it, she's going to pop up the first giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page okay so make sure you have that ready to go have our Right Road Kids Facebook page up the simple entry guidelines will be in the giveaway posts but you also want to type in the code word connect that officially enters you it it lets us know that you're listening tonight so make sure to always all the Facebook giveaways that you enter tonight type in that code word connect okay so for this first Facebook giveaway I've got five sets of super cool graphic design coloring books. You know, those new awesome ones that are like 10 bucks plus each and colored pencils. Each set has three of the awesome high-quality coloring books with the perforated tarot pages so you can use them for wonderful classroom art projects and three boxes of Crayola-colored pencils. I found that this kind of thing can be such a fun way to connect with students. Through simple things like this, they know you're incorporating fun and creativity into the classroom, and knowing that can speak volumes to the kids. And I've also found these kind of things to be so helpful for helping kids with ADHD focus in class and as a support for kids who may have anger issues as a way that they can let out their feelings in a good way. So there are so many great uses for these high quality coloring book sets. So there will be five teacher recipients as part of this giveaway and each will receive one of the sets. So to enter you can go to our Right Row Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's word connect as part of your entry comment. Marcy, you can go ahead and put that, pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Special thanks to Nair and the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota auto dealerships for helping to make this giveaway possible. And, of course, you know this is just the first of the awesome giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight, so keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready to go, and keep that pencil and pen ready for the Scavenger Hunt giveaway. Again, the first code word for the sentence, I'm going to repeat it again here, is connect. Write that down, okay? Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, October 15th. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. But, you know, we always have tons of fun happening all the time on the right road. (laughs) And now... I am so excited to introduce you all to my first guest this evening. Her name is Dr. Colette Boston. Colette has worked for the Los Angeles Unified School District for over 22 years, and she holds a doctoral degree in education. Her research is centered on student achievement, sense of belonging, and academic motivation, and she presents her findings and passion for teacher-student relationships and youth and scholastic excellence at educational conferences throughout the United States. Colette is also the proud mom of a daughter in high school, and I'm so happy she's able to be here with us this evening as we dive into the whole topic of building positive connections with our kids. So welcome to On the Right Road, Colette. Thank you for having me, Paula. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And you know, for so many reasons... Positive student-teacher relationships and connections are even more important than ever today, and I know this is, this whole topic is one of your passions, so I'd really love to hear from you, Colette, as we start tonight, from your perspective, why are those positive teacher-student relationships so important, because some people might think it's just a teacher's job to teach, no need for
1: relationships, but that it's, they're so key, right, they are, they really are. Um, so many times, as educators, we think that we just need to have great lesson plans. Um, we need to make sure that we're testing and we have homework for the students. But we can, or you know, strategies for discipline. But we also forget that the students are people, and we have to have a connection. And the teacher has so much power within the classroom um, to make students feel safe and secure. And that's really um, something that I feel very passionately um, about, especially when I first started teaching. Um, Well, and I I read the challenges I saw that that really helped me with them.
0: Yes, and when you have that relationship, I, I just read something actually about an hour ago. It's amazing how when you're thinking about something and you're, you're, in tune to it, how things just come your way. I mm-hmm. saw a quote from, a, a, I think it was Adrienne Quinn. She's a blogger and a teacher. I believe she's a teacher. I just saw this quickly, but she said, no real teaching can happen without real relationships. I
1: right. thought,
0: bingo, right? Right,
1: I agree. So, you know, student, con- student connectedness or student relatedness, that is one of our basic human needs. All students need, all people need to feel connected to other people. Yes. In well, the and there's a strong. Oh, go ahead. In the classroom, teachers have the power to create that type of environment for students.
0: Yes, and there's actually a strong correlation, isn't there, regarding all of this to academic success, isn't that right?
1: Absolutely, academic achievement, uh, specifically grades, student attendance, and for high school students, also for student graduation rates.
0: Wow, that's that's really powerful to know and to really realize. So, Colette, where did this calling on your heart come from to, you know, research and spread the word about how important connections between teachers and students really are? I I always like to give uh, people a chance to really share their hearts. So where did this passion come from for you?
1: Well, I started teaching in South Los Angeles in a very um, challenging um, socioeconomic area. And um, I was a teacher on emergency credential. And I had my first year as a first grade teacher and um, no training. But I had one student in this class. I'll never forget him. Um, he had been passed to different teachers throughout the school year. And by the, about February, it was my turn to get this student. And his behaviors were really extreme for me. Um, he would not do what I asked him to do. He didn't get along with other students. He seemed very angry. And unlike some of the other teachers, I try to say to myself, have empathy for him. What's right. happening with this young boy who's in first grade who's so angry? And I didn't try to insist that he do exactly what I asked him to do because we all have different... I found that my expectations for students had to be a little bit different as far as their behavior. Yes. So I wouldn't insist on things. I would invite him to come to the carpet. And as time went on, and I would try to get to know him, tell me a little bit about yourself. How's the day going? What did you do this weekend? I think he got to know that I cared about him. I was not judging him. And I was not creating a place where he was the bad kid in the classroom with other kids. And his behavior with me changed. And that was the first time I understood that that had to do with the fact that I actually cared about him. And I believe he knew that. Now, was he 100% perfect all the time? No. But I didn't have some of the problems I know he had demonstrated with other teachers. And not to say that they didn't care, but sometimes, you know, you can just have a different outlook on a student that really resonates with that student.
0: Right. Well, I'm so glad. It's it, It's so interesting, isn't it, how, in, in a way, I'm so glad that you went through that difficult situation because it, I say this often, it's sometimes through those most difficult situations that we learn that much more, whether as right. parents, as educators, with whatever we're doing in our life or in our career. So, what would you say, Colette, are the th- maybe your top two or three practical ways, for teachers to establish and build those positive relationships with students?
1: There has to be some type of one-on-one time with a student, and it could be one-on-one time in that classroom with other students present, where maybe you see that that student's coming into the classroom and they are looking sad. You can call that student to the table, maybe while they're doing a writing activity in the morning or collecting their homework and putting things in their backpack, just to touch bases with that child to say, what's going on with you? You know, is there something you would like to talk about? Or what can I do to help you feel better right now? How can I support you? That's one thing that you can do. And the other thing is that to really make sure that all of your policies, your procedures in your classrooms are clear. Everything should be very clear so that student knows what to expect from you in that what you're expecting is equitable and fair.
0: Well, it's so interesting because Grace Dearborn, um, who's an expert in classroom management, was a guest not too long ago, and these are some of the things that she was saying. Her two by ten method of connecting—you know, spend two minutes. 10 days in a row connecting with the child who's troubled and it's really connecting you know not about grades or about behavior but about something that they love it sounds like you're saying something very similar I I just I love how this all ties in together you know so I again this thing that just popped up for me uh, an hour ago it had a couple of helpful tips too it said as you're starting the school year and I thought teachers these might be helpful for you watch out for biases that you might maybe a brother or sister came in previously and you think, oh, you know, either that that kid is not a good, that's not a good family. Watch, catch yourself before you start automatically putting that on a child. Another thing is watch for misunderstandings. I think you touched upon this, Colette. We all have different ways of speaking and connecting and so make sure that you're really uh, aware that something's not just a misunderstanding because so often in communications that can be a ca- the case. Now, Colette, I want to also dive into What about when, like we've been talking about, for whatever reason, it's tougher than usual to connect with the child. What if it's just not working? I mean, it could be, like you said, to clashing personalities, the troubled home life, maybe there are language barriers. You know, what connection tip, what's your key connection tip for when connections aren't coming easy and it just isn't working and that teacher has done everything that they can possibly do? What's the last resort or the, you know...
1: And if there's no family to really connect with to, well to reach out to, um, parents are really great assets as well. Um, sometimes it's not always the case that you have a parent who's available to talk to you about what's going on with the child or, or what might work. I would also suggest reaching out to your peers, reaching out to other st- to, uh, to other teachers. Sometimes when you get together with a group of teachers about a child, you can say, these are the things that I've done for this child. These are the things I've tried to do to make this child feel safe in the classroom. I would also look to my resources there. Um, One time, um, I I did have a student like that. I thought I was doing everything I could have done. And what I realized was that this teacher in the past had this child, and her suggestion was, have you made him a leader in the classroom? And I'm thinking, well, I never thought of that. Had I not talk to that teacher, I would have never thought, you know, he is a leader. I just didn't see it that way. Or, yes, when and to give him right. responsibilities, he felt more connected in the classroom. He took his responsibilities very <laughs> yes,
0: and then the le- instead of leading in the negative way when they mm-hmm. realize the positive reinforcement and th- that they're shining, I totally right. agree with that. And something right. that I've always found really, really helpful is, and this is si- something similar to what you were just saying, is to focus on the good. Find one good amazing thing about that child and on your you know on your most exhausted day when you're just like oh my gosh I can't you know (laughs) I I don't have another ounce of energy to give just close your eyes for a second and focus on that one great thing that brings out that child's greatness and that like you said can switch things from night to day I know it's so
1: hard to said that Paula I'm so glad you said that and for and if it's not just about what's best for the child as teachers, we are with children all day long. Yes. We also need to think about self-care. And when you're thinking about, you know, doing these things for students so that they feel connected, they feel safe, they feel supported in the environment, it's also creating that environment for yourself as well. You have to feel good in your environment in order to be giving back. So totally. to start from that one thing that that child... But one little silver line that you can say in that child that you really appreciate, you can respect, or you can understand, building from there, it also helps you as well.
0: Totally. Well, and something else that, I, um, that I've really noticed, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, I like to build in fun with what I'm, whatever I'm doing. And sometimes when I've gone to really um, challenging neighborhoods, you know, the teacher or the principal has said, this is a really difficult group of kids. In the 25 years I've been working with kids, I've, on a handful of times, I can remember where it's really been a difficult situation because I go into each class with two key things in mind as I begin. First, I want to earn the kids respect. I don't go in there demanding or expecting it. I need to earn it. And second of all, I build in fun. So for an example, I start with something like when I'm just meeting kids for the first time, I'll say something like, hey, who likes to get stuff? And then I'll have some books and some cool pencils and, and, and I'll, you know, we'll do a fun thing. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh, my gosh, this is fun. Now, it's not about the stuff. And one of my guests recently shared this, uh, the fidget spinners. Cindy Goldrich talked about fidget spinners. If you use them properly and the kids are educated about them, they can be incredibly helpful tools. That's how I use the fun as a tool. It's got to connect, not distract. And then when they're connected to you through that fun, they can't wait to learn. So when mm-hmm. things get wackadoodle and you feel like the kids aren't listening to you, take that evening that you know before the next day of school. Teachers, I find this so helpful. Think of something that you can do to kick off the next day that's just five minutes of total fun. You'll get their attention, and it, it just it clicks things into a whole nother gear. Now, Colette, oh my gosh, I've got so many questions for you. <laughs> how, how do parents... And, and I know this is a key. How do parents factor into building positive teacher-student relationships?
1: Parents are your biggest support. And now I, I know that sometimes that can be um, a scary thing to reach out to your parents. I've felt that way in the past sometimes. Um, oh, I don't know how to bring up this topic to this parent. What if they get offended by this Right. because I'm calling for something you know negative? Well, that old adage about starting at the beginning of the school year, by saying something positive about that child, to build that relationship with that parent early on is so powerful. When parents understand that you care about their child, they are behind you. And so together you can actually work to find out what type of things do you do at home that he would really love to do in the classroom? What's his favorite hobby? Um, how yes. can I incorporate that into my instruction? How do you feel like your child learns? What if teachers in the past said that were his his strengths, for example? Um, how is this child feeling about the classroom? How is this child feeling about me as his teacher? Is he comfortable? Is she comfortable? Parents have that insight that we don't have, and together we can bridge that gap of what's best for the child in that school year.
0: Well, and here is a really important message for parents. I think it's so important for parents to realize that you have a big role in helping to develop those positive teacher relationships. I know, for example, this year, my son, my son, he, it's pretty cool. I, my personality is different than his, and I see him. I was very shy. It's hard to explain. I'm I'm like an introvert extrovert, <laughs> but when I get to know new people, I'm I'm a little more quiet. But he's got a teacher this year that he's really not connecting with. The teacher is very different than what he's used to. So but my responsibility as the parent, I'm helping to him work through it. I'm like you're not always going to have teachers just like in life. You're not always going to have people that you connect with immediately. So it's your job as the student. It's it's my job as the parent to help my child understand this. It's your job as the student to find creative ways to connect with that teacher. If that teacher is more strict or more, you know, fun, use your creativity to, to. so you know what I mean? So I'm not, as the parent, do. getting down on the teacher for having a different personality. I'm helping my son understand and learn ways to connect with people even when the connection's not so easy. And I think that's a really important message for parents. Now, Colette, this whole sense of belonging in, in school and in, in the world is so key. And I know that's another thing that you're so mm-hmm. passionate about. And we see things, you know, like Columbine, like what happened in Las Vegas. Well, I don't know all the details of that, right. that gentleman's life. Something, he's not connecting. You know, they're mm-hmm. not feeling like they're belonging. What can teachers and schools do as a whole to promote this student's sense of belonging? Do you know what because uh, it's key. It's yes, key I, in our yeah.
1: world. The first thing is that teachers really need to have professional development on the importance or the significance of the, of the relationship. Um, when you're thinking about what type of events that you're going to be having in the school year, what type of activities, those are the times where you can think about how can we pull students in based upon their interests. And also, how can we get families in at this school? I was at a school in Westchester, a very small school, lovely school, and the principal was very great about having programs and activities that the parents could come to with their children, and together we were building a sense of community with teachers and parents. And many of the teachers actually had their children going to that school because it was such a strong sense of community. So that's one way to think about events that you can have in the school, um, the professional development, Um, giving teachers really time to plan with each other to collaborate to discuss how they're supporting their students, um, and also time to um, think about their instruction and what type of projects they can do to incorporate students' personalities to let people let students' personalities shine through. For example, if you're working in a third grade classroom, and you have a project. Maybe you can have the kids select from a t- a, t- a few different topics or projects in which they could, you know, resonate with what they're interested in. It could be, there's a student who is really great at art and maybe you can complete this task um, through a book. Another student might be great with writing. Well, I'll let you write on that. So those are ways in which schools can do that. Um, And also just really having people at the school to ask students, how are you? Yes, Knowing the names of students trying to understand the family. I know your brother, yes, saying something very positive as they're walking in the, in the morning. How are you doing, Gloria? It's nice to see you again. When you see that, you see students bright. you know, just smile and just glow because you know who they are.
0: Right. Well, and I think... And
1: those are very simple things.
0: They are. And I, I, there's those little things are the things that are so, so important to remember. And I think something else that I have found really helpful in working with schools and classrooms all over is Mm -hmm. to right from the get-go establish that we're a family that we all love each other and to say that to say that things like that we are a family and we all love each other and if anybody's having a bad day come and talk to me you know to just let them know that you care and that you're there to listen I think that can speak volumes as well so stay with me Colette okay I'm going to introduce my other oh you're welcome thank you for everything that you have to share I'm going to introduce my other wonderful guest in a moment um, but stay with us in case there are any questions we can all connect about together okay of course so first, before I'm going to introduce my second wonderful guest, I have giveaway number two, or my Facebook giveaway number two. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have four Michael's Arts and Craft Store gift cards, three for $25 and one for $50. So there will be four teacher recipients, and each one will receive one of the Michael's gift cards valued at either $25 or $50. They're good in store or online. Creativity helps bring connection to the classroom, too, and I love Love Michael's stores for creative resources. So to enter, just go to our Right Red Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include the code word connect as part of your entry comment even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway okay type that in and Marcy's going to pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now this one will be open until just after the end of the show till 7pm Pacific 10 Eastern tonight and we'll announce the four recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow huge thanks to Health Coaching with Claudine Lori Stinus and her Keller Williams real estate team and Mo Anderson also on behalf of Keller Williams along with her wonderful book A Joy-Filled Life for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible and now here's tonight's second on the right road scavenger hunt giveaway code word okay this is for the scavenger hunt sentence the second word is with W-I-T-H. So, jot that one down. Make sure you have that. And now, I'm so honored to reintroduce you all to my second guest this evening. Delora Wismar was my guest here on The Right Road on a previous episode when we were diving into the important topic of positive parent-teacher connections, parent-teacher connections. Delora is an amazing educator in her seventh year of teaching. Previously to that, she worked for 20 years at a global business consulting company where she enjoyed the work but was really struggling to feel feel fulfilled in the corporate world. Dolores also a mom to a college junior and after being inspired by her son's then 7th grade history teacher who made a career change later in life she realized that her calling was to teach. Yay! <laughs> Delora taught middle school math for 6 years and now has found her home teaching high schoolers and I know from experience because she was my son's math teacher for 2 years that she will go the extra 100 miles or whatever it takes to uplift kids In their education on their right road journeys in school and in life. She's an incredible educator, and I'm so thankful that Delora is here with us again. Welcome back to On the Right Road, Delora. Thank you, Paula. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm I'm so happy you are. You know, I've met thousands and thousands of teachers over the last 25 years, and you are one of those that has the most amazing, real, heartfelt, yet also completely academically motivating approach. And as we've talked about tonight, those things are all very closely related and important elements of a kid's academic success. So Delora what I'd like the world to be able to hear this what is your philosophy because you do it so well what is your philosophy on truly connecting with students
2: um. uh, In some ways, it's tough, and I really appreciate your kind words, because I'll tell you as a teacher, we always feel like we should be doing so much more. Like, I want to support these kids the best I very can. Um, Yes. So I teach math, and many people, especially parents, they might not have the best best math memories, and many of them <laughs> pass those on to their their kids. So kids will often come into my math class heads down, not looking forward to doing math. Um, I happen to love math, and thankfully, I think that comes through in my teaching. Yes, um, it does. So while students aren't quite sure at the beginning, they do realize that I truly love them, and I truly love math, and I'm genuine about that, and I think that that's a really important part of it, is you've got to be genuine in what you're doing. Um, So to what you said, I try to make it fun, first and foremost, because for many, it's not a fun thing. Um, I think solving equations and taking tests is fun, but others might not think that. Um, So how can I mix it up? I really try, each day when a kid's walking in the classroom, that they... don't totally know what to expect. So while there's some norms and procedures, they're never quite sure what we're going to do that day, um, and it just makes it a little bit more interesting to come into. And they seem to be a little bit more engaged right off the bat. Um,
0: well, it it totally works, Delora. I'm telling you, um, Micah, my son. I mean, he still talks about it. Was it, it was so much fun going into your class? And I love how you said be genuine. And show your passion and your love for this, whatever subject it is that you're teaching, because absolutely that comes across to the kids. If you're like, oh, you know, get out your book, turn to page 37. That's how the kids are going to feel. Oh, I got to get out my book and turn to page 37. But you have a way of that love of what you're doing shines through total game changer. Oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that you said that. That That is a key to teaching anything, I think. So hey, one of the things that I really want you to share with everybody, if you could, Dolora, is you've got your Wismar Dollars approach. <laughs> it's this fun incentive system with an awesome real-life twist. Um, can you kind of share? Do you still do that now in high school?
2: I don't do that in high school. I thought about it, but I'm not quite sure they'd be as into it as yeah, yeah. middle schoolers were. Um, So tell everybody what it is, though. And my degree is actually in economics and finance, not in math. Um, It was important to me um, to, you know, kind of bring in some of that love and passion as well. So the Wismar dollars, they actually started from students. They They wanted to switch seats. They wanted to choose their own seats, and they wanted a real estate game. So uh-huh. part of connecting with students is really listening to them. And it was like, okay, well, how could we make this work? And so we did Wismar dollars that they could earn, and they had jobs to earn them. Um, and at first they would use those Wismar dollars then to buy and sell their seats with one another. Um, uh-huh. And they had to pay rent every week. And if you <laughs> couldn't pay rent, um, then you didn't get your desk. And it worked for a while, but then I started realizing kids actually liked sitting on the Home Depot bucket in the back of the room, and I didn't really want that. So they did have to have a desk. That didn't become optional anymore. Um, But we just kind of kept expanding it, and really every year it grew and it changed based on where the students' interests were. And I think it was in Micah's class where they loved to bake items and bring them in to sell so we set up a schedule because i couldn't have you know tons of baked goods every single day with wellness policies in schools that wasn't going to go over um so we had a schedule so that we weren't inundated and um kids could bring something in they were supposed to be healthy and you know that's where they started taking off when i started realizing some kids had too much money then i decided it has to be tax day um and uh-huh. so they'd put their money on their desk, and everyone had a percentage taxed. So they just had a lot of real-life experiences with um, buying and selling and paying rent and having jobs and paying taxes and calculating percents, but also they were just, the younger kids especially, so incentive trying to, like, earn these Wismar dollars. And
0: well, it, it's, it's such a wonderful twist on it because you also would allow, like, Micah made these duct tape wallets. You would allow the kids to sell things as well, and they quickly, you know, if they made something and it didn't sell, they'd go, oh... Uh, you know, i got to come up with another product. So it incorporated, like you said, economics and math and academics and creativity and business. And all in this incentive program that just made it so much fun. I don't even think they realized that it was an incentive program. They just had such a blast with right.
2: it. They definitely learned about supply and demand because yes. they would bring in, you know, 25 duct tape wallets. Well, they're not going to sell for very much, but if you just had a few, now it's like this really hot commodity and they sold for a lot more. So, yeah, there's just so many lessons. And the, my favorite part, though, was really that student connection of listening to them and letting it go whatever route that group of students wanted it to go.
0: Um, I love that. I love that well and delora i think this next question is really significant for, because you were just talking a lot about elementary and middle but i think this question is is really important for teachers in middle school and high school where teachers may have hundreds of students and for principals or counselors who have a whole school full of kids to get to know you know now that you've moved from a smaller school to a large high school where you have you know more students is there a way you are figuring out how to really connect with greater numbers of kids and not letting a few of them slip between the cracks
2: yeah so that one it's definitely been a switch for me and part of it even too. Now I'm the new teacher and nobody knows really how much I care. And so it was tough at first because, you know, here's this lady and she's saying, yeah, she'll help us. And, you know, math's going to be great and all this stuff, but they didn't really believe me at first. Um, They're starting to catch on and I love that. But um, (laughs) one of the first things I did is I made flashcards with all of their names on one side and their picture on the other um, because it was really important to me to know their names. And to think about the fact that, you know, some of these high school and middle school kids, they could go through a whole day and nobody might say, you know, might not even say their name. Right. So I try the best I can to, as they come in the room, greet them by name. Um, I spend time each night just thinking about my students. And then I look at my roster and I highlight those students that I didn't think about. So, you know, why are they coming to mind? Are they getting lost? Oh, Um, And I can make a point then, you know, over the next couple days to connect with that student. So I have 170 students this year, and it is tough to keep them all straight, but I I can say um, with some pride that I know them all, and um, I've had conversations with all of them, and that's really important to me, and probably in many ways more important than the math that I'm teaching them. So.
0: I just got goosebumps. I literally got goosebumps. I love the flashcard idea. I love the thinking about them. I often do that, too, before I go and share with kids. I think of each child. And you're right. If there's if there's a piece of the puzzle missing, why? You know, and that might be a child who's maybe getting, you know, lost between the cracks and, boy, we got to do something. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Now, Delora, as a parent, <laughs> I'm wondering about some advice on what to do when you sense there is not a good connection between your child and a particular teacher. How can a parent best share the information with the teacher so the teacher is inspired to try to connect better rather than being put off or mad that you even brought it up, which can make things worse, right? Right. Any, any advice from your heart as a teacher? and i know you probably don't have this problem because that's not your personality but but many math teachers for example who are more focused on the the tasks at hand and and i i shouldn't have even have said that cuz it's not necessarily math teachers it can be any subject but you know what i mean some might be stricter some might not totally understand the the relationship how important that is what as a parent what can a parent do to support that whole situation the whole relationship building
2: and I think that one gets tough because people will get defensive, right? I mean, right. Teach, we, teachers are passionate about their job, and they're teaching really because they love their subject and they do love students. And so one of the things as a teacher, when I talk to parents, um, is I try to make it clear that we're on the same team, that, you know, we, we both love that child and we want that child to succeed. And that seems to work well when we're dealing with the um, – With the student. So I'm thinking probably with that same approach in mind when you're talking with the teacher is really making sure to remember that that teacher loves what they're doing and that teacher does care about your child. So I think if you have that positive attitude that they do care about my child. um, So, you know, how can we then just work together? And I think it's okay to, you know, let let them know, hey, you know, you know, my probably to start it out with just, you know, my kid just struggled on this topic or this small thing, and then maybe it can build into something bigger. But I think starting the attitude that you're on the same team um, versus thinking, you know, it's one against the other or anything. So if it's I have okay to positive it, attitude. It, I, I think the conversation will at least hopefully flow more naturally. But it's, it's hard to ever give. Tough news, or to deal. I don't deal with confrontations super well. I'll admit to that. So, um. well, is it better? Is it better to to have your child talk
0: to the teacher in middle school and high school if that's the same thing, or is it okay for a parent to say, you know, if the child has talked and has tried, is it okay for the parent to say? Can I talk to you about this, or you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm. You can tell I I'm think in this.
2: In I think it's great for the student to talk to the teacher. However, as a teacher, I love it when a parent gives me a heads up. Okay. Um, that hey, I've talked to them um, to come and talk to you about this. But I love then. I kind of know to help make myself extra approachable to that student that day. Go ahead. And I kind of then know what to expect. I can kind of think about my words a little bit more. That. For me, it's, it is important um, So to at least reach out. So, you know, let them know that a middle or high schooler, you do expect your child to be able to deal and, you know, handle a situation, but they're still kids and they need a little support. So I'd start with some background support, and then if that doesn't work, then set up a meeting for you and your child together with them.
0: Okay, well, and I, I, I love that encouragement um, to be involved as a parent, even at middle school and high school, because I think sometimes you're not sure what to do, and if teachers, you know, if a parent does come to you, try to not be. I think if parents can speak uh, uh, respectfully and from the heart, and teachers try not to take it personally, but let's just, like you said, work together. If everybody's on the same team, that's what helps build the relationships. That's what helps build the belonging for everyone. So, oh my gosh, I can't believe. This hour is flying by so quickly. Thank you, Delora, and thank you, Colette, both for being here. I mean, I feel like we've Welcome. touched upon some really special things. I love you both. Thank you very much. We love you. <laughs> course, I always want to give a huge, huge thanks to our On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Health Coaching with Claudine, Nairs, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary a Joy-Filled life book. How blessed are we to have all these incredible sponsors. I just kind of got choked up here. Um, I know I see their names every day, but... I, what a what a team that's developing here thank thank all of you sponsors you're amazing and tonight's third on the right road scavenger hunt giveaway word is drum roll your y o u r so jot that one down as the third scavenger hunt word and I'll I'll have the whole that giveaway in just a minute reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday November 19th that's our next live on the Right Road show date it's going to be another wonderful program it's several weeks away I know but I promise it'll be worth the wait the first Sunday in November was daylight savings time and that just gets a little wonky with having a live show so I hope you guys can be patient like I said I promise I'll make it an extraordinary show for you and before I share my nuggets today, um, it's time for my last regular, quote, regular Facebook on the Right Road giveaway this evening. It's in honor of Delora and her amazing Wismar Dollars method of connecting with kids. Remember, I've also got that last part of the $600 word uh, scavenger hunt giving giveaway coming up too, plus an added part of that is going to be every teacher who has never received a Right Road gift before can receive one, okay? But this one right here is my third Right Road Facebook giveaway for tonight. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have five Awesome incentive reward gift boxes, each valued at approximately a hundred dollars. So there will be five teacher recipients, and each of the five will receive one of the jam-packed incentive reward gift boxes filled to the brim with awesome incentive reward supplies for your kids, and you can use them however you would like in your classroom or school to enter. Just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code word connect as part of your entry comment even if you included it in the other giveaways tonight make sure you type that in as part of your entry comment okay so Marcy you can go ahead and pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page it'll be open until just after the end of the show till 7pm Pacific 10 Eastern tonight and we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Nair and Seatsack for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible and now as I always like to do I've got a couple of nuggets that I like to share from my heart that you can take in with you into the week. Number one is to have faith in you. Even through the difficult, challenging days, know that through all of your hard work, dedication and efforts to connect with your kids and your students that you are making and will continue to make a tremendous difference in their lives throughout their lives. I remember the teachers in my life who really connected with me. I think about them often, and they continue to inspire me all these years later. It may seem in today's world that celebrities and sports figures are the ones making the biggest impact in your kids' lives, but it's really you, day in and day out, and that is powerful to know and I believe with all my heart that real connections with each other and with our kids can and will help so many of the challenging situations that are happening in our world way too often, especially for our kids. The connections they're experiencing are through texting and other technology means that are not the real deep relationship kind of connections that people need that build you up. And that's a big problem, and it's causing big problems. So know that every time you make that extra effort, even though it may seem like there's no time and you're exhausted and how am I going to do one more thing? Those little connecting points matter, and I believe it's those little real connections and moments that can and will impact kids' lives in incredible ways. When days are tough, try to remember that you're caring, and everything you do from your heart matters, and and is going to, in some way, shape, or form, make a life-changing difference in your students' and kids' lives. I I believe that. I've lived it. And number two, my second nugget for this evening. This has been going around Facebook for a while. I saw it for the second time earlier this week. And it was one of those things that was unbelievably perfect for tonight's show. Each Friday, this particular teacher... She gives her students a piece of paper and asks them to jot down who they would like to sit with the next week, uh, building off of what Delora said earlier, and the kids have the understanding that, of course, their choices may not be possible, but the teacher lets them all know that she's listening and really is open to making it work for everyone all the way around. Okay, so then over the weekend, she lays out all the notes with the kids' requests and studies them not just to determine who's going to sit next to each other. She finds out who's not getting any requests for kids to sit by them. She's finding out if there are patterns happening each week. She's finding out if a student who usually gets a lot of requests all of a sudden is getting none. All these pieces of information directly from the students provide mountains of information to help that teacher know who may be feeling lonely or left out or not connected to anyone. She said she started this after Columbine, and it's been life-changing for her class. I think the whole school is taking it on now, but... And here's the thing, through all that information, it helps her find the ways to connect even more with the kids who really need it. Brilliant. Now, I do something similar to this at the end of my Right Road sessions with kids. I ask them to jot me a note letting me know what their favorite things were that we did and if they feel they're on the right road and from that question it's amazing how kids pour out their hearts and souls it's letting them know by asking it that you care about what they think and you're giving them the opportunities to opportunity to quote speak and be heard in a in a safe situation by writing it down instead of saying it in front of everybody many of you may do similar things and i know from the other teacher and from my experience it's such a powerful way to connect with kids so i really wanted to share that here tonight like with everything from the show this evening, I hope it sparked some new ideas for you. Now, I would love to give you all an opportunity to be heard. So, here's the final scavenger hunt word for tonight. And, in addition to the $600 gift package drawing, there's going to be a way that each one of you who have never received a Right Road gift before can receive one. So, here we go. Tonight's fourth On the Right Road scavenger hunt giveaway word is Kids. So now here's what you're going to do, okay? (laughs) The gift is a $200 school supply gift box times three. So if you're the recipient, you'll receive a $200 school supply gift box now, one in January, and one in April. And because of the scavenger hunt code sentence, it's one of my email giveaways. Because if you post it on Facebook, everybody will know the code sentence. So don't post it on Facebook, okay? So for this giveaway to enter, you're going to email me at my good old Hey Paula at rightroadkids.org email. It's the one that you get all my emails from. Again, in case you're new, it's HeyPaula, Hey Paula, H E Y, Paula, H E Y, P A U L A, at rightroadkids.org. Again, that's heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put scavenger hunt in the subject line. Easy, right? Obvious. And in the actual email, put your school, city, and state and the code sentence, which is a combination of all four of the scavenger hunt code words I've shared for you know throughout tonight. Put so again, email me at heypaula. At rightroadkids.org, put scavenger hunt in the subject line, put your school city and state and the code sentence in the actual email. Plus, here's the drum roll. If you have never received a Right Road gift before, either through our Right Road Kids Facebook page giveaways or through our On the Right Road radio show giveaways or any of our right Ro- other Right Road programs, if you've never received a Right Road gift before, so if you received one two years ago, then that doesn't count, okay? I'm gonna, I trust you, it's on the honor system. If you've never received, a, gift, a right road gift before will send you a surprise gift if you include a note in your email entry sharing that you have never received a right road gift before, okay? You can request this as part of this email giveaway even if you don't know the whole scavenger hunt code sentence. If you joined us halfway through and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know the first word, don't worry, okay? Now, these gifts for everybody who's never received one, aren't going to be huge, um, you know because there's probably going to be a lot of requests but it will be special, it's something that so many teachers have kind of been clamoring for lately, so again just include a note sharing, I've never received a Right Road gift before in your email entry response, and the deadline for all of this, for the Word Scavenger Hunt entry, along with the never received a, get a Right Road gift before entry will be 7pm Pacific 10 Eastern tonight, and I think what I'm going to do, because I, so Many of you share, I I was putting my child to bed, or my husband called me, or I got a phone call. If you may have missed one word. And I, I would feel really bad about that. So I, about 15 minutes after the show, I'm going to post the listen link. And then if you missed one, you won't have to, a chance to listen to the whole show, but if you missed one of the words, you can quick go back and take a listen and and catch that. I hope that makes sense. I am trying to be fair for everybody. And thanks to Nair and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams, along with her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book, for helping to make this awesome scavenger hunt giveaway possible. It's the first time I've done it so much fun. Thank you again. Again, to Colette Boston and Dolora Wismar, my wonderful guest this evening on The Right Road. Thanks to my Rock and Right Road team member Marcy, who's here. Day in and day out, helping with the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. In case you've missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends and family, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free, and we'll post that link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Like I said, actually, I'm going to post it really soon tonight. Also watch for the click-and-listen giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page the weekend after next. We're going to do our big click-and-listen, so even if you're listening now, you can still click-and-listen and enter that giveaway. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on Voice America Empowerment on Sunday, November 19th. In between our Live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, November 19th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Go out there and really connect with each other and your kids, everyone. Love you all. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m.
1: Eastern on The Right Road. Right Road.